The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years, combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24-7, walk in, call in, click in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at SF Agent Peters, or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Sam Clancy will be here in the second half of the show. But for now, you have to settle for Chris Kaufman. Hello, Chris. Yeah, I'm a nice consolation prize. Yes. So we'll start off with, with Chris. We'll finish. Sorry, my life, really. With Simon. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're opening the game. So you're 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 Tua against Denver or Tua against the Raiders. Simon's coming in to close the show. <laughs> but I'm not necessarily. Are you saying you. Simon? Simon is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He doesn't have the beard for that. <laughs> well. If he wanted to, he could. You know, he's he started on the beard. Could he though? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I don't know. Well, 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 y'all have to ask him. Could he? Could he get a Ryan Fitzpatrick beard? That's a good question. I, I have, I have, in the past, grown out a Ryan Fitzpatrick beard. Just you have. I have that good. That that good. That good. I'll make it's an. And I'm making. It's been a while, and it and it took a global pandemic to do it. But uh, but yeah. 
Oh, so so you're saying that like 80, 80 years, every 80 years you can grow a beard. <laughs> That's right. That's correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Although maybe I could because I could grow facial hair pretty easily. I have a goatee. But the reason I won't grow a beard is because I'll end up looking like Santa Claus. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, I'm not completely gray. Like I have, you know, I have color on the top of my head and my goatee has color. But if I grow out my beard, it's not a pretty sight. It's not a, not a pretty color. No, it's well, white, completely white. Like that's not good. It's just not a good look for me. I don't think, you know, it's weird. My beard is like, is, is lighter than my um than my hair um and and i feel like it's it's getting lighter but it's like when i look closely at it, it's not it's not like gray hairs it's not you know i'm i'm really looking at it it's not gray hairs it's not um you know or white hairs it's 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 like just blunder <laughs> it's kind of weird but um i'm lucky i'm not, i don't have uh i don't have much or any gray whatsoever yeah the uh... tree of Hello? All right. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, because for whatever reason you cut out there for for a second. Okay. Uh, I just that uh, sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Simon. Simon. Simon is 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 going a little bit more a uh, little bit more gray now. Yes, he is. But I can't grow out that beard, and and I won't. I just won't do it. But yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking at that the New Orleans Saints and. And we're going to talk about them, obviously, in this in this game because we're, we're looking forward to Monday Night Football. Dolphins, Saints, big game. Dolphins needed, of course. They need all three of these to close out the season. I'm looking at the Saints. That that team is completely schizophrenic. Uh, like you can't figure out, you know, what they do well or what they don't do well. The Saints. You, yeah, you just can figure out <laughs> when they play, when they win. You figure out how they win. But then they go out there and they get absolutely manhandled by the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know, to the tune of, you know, the score was 40 to seven. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty was it? <laughs> okay. 40 to seven. And this is in a game where Jalen Hurts was actually terrible. All right. Cause, cause he was 13 of 24 for 147. Trevor Simeon threw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to draw them closer but how they accomplished this 40 to seven is kind of odd. They just ran the ball over mm. and over and over and over again. And we're going to get to that in a second, but I'll start here. Did you see that video that I posted on OnlyFans of Raekwon Davis? Yeah, I did. Like beating up Jerome Baker for no reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll Jerome Baker's a- like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a story. That's one heavy-handed individual, uh, Raekwon Davis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, training camp, if you've been to the latest facility, in the new facility, okay, there's like a little area that you could walk where you're right next to the field, right? But, of course, if you cross over to the field, even if you're the media, you just get shot or thrown in prison for the, the rest of, of your life, all right? Because they don't let us get anywhere near the players anymore. But I'm mm-hmm. walking through there because I'm going to go get – one of the freebies that the media gets, which is a, a Gatorade. So I'm walking through there and like, yeah, let me, let me, let me go get one of these freebies. Right. And sometimes I had cookies out there too, which was, which is pretty nice. Gotta hit uh, the cookies. 
Yeah, shout out to the Dolphins. They they treated mm-hmm. they treated us very very well in training camp. But I go in and I get my my Gatorade right, and I'm walking past the defensive linemen, and they they're always right there, like right next to the stands. That's where they warm up, and that's where the blo- blocking sled is. And I'm walking. I'm not paying too much attention, and I hear bang, and I'm thinking to myself, they finally did it. You know, one of my haters finally caught up to me. <laughs> at training camp and like got rid of me and i look over and next thing i hear is <laughs> and it's raekwon davis hitting the sled and i guess he saw that he startled me and he got a great kick out of it nobody hits a sled like raekwon davis nobody <laughs> nobody on this planet I, I when he hits the sled it's almost like dude you're breaking that thing and then of course you know uh, the guy that comes after him is probably like Adam Butler or something. Adam Butler's like, and you you start thinking to yourself, my God, Adam Butler's a weakling, you know, like he can't hit that thing at all. But yeah, uh, Raekwon Davis is a heavy-handed individual. That that video was was something. It really was. Uh, yeah, we're waiting on the on the tour video. Like, they're they're gonna release a a tour mic'd up video. He was mic'd up for this game, which. I'd love to hear what he was saying after the, those picks and then after the touchdown. Well, after the picks, I'd love to, to hear it too, especially. But, um, but you know, we got we got some of that mic'd up on uh, inside uh, the NFL um, mm. last night. And, you know, I put it on Twitter. And it was after the uh, – it was after that touchdown, that game winner to, um, to Devontae Parker on the slant. You know, he comes off, he's all pumped up, and he's um, – he's, he's, telling uh charlie fry that he audible that that um you know he saw he saw everybody he saw everybody on the defense all lined up to the right so anyway um there's about 40 feet of space in between the corner on Devonte parker's side and the will linebacker and of course the safety uh you know was lined up actually on the uh, on the other side um to the to the screen side so it was just going to be one-on-one and Tua decided to throw a little signal. You could see it on the all 22, you know, he kind of points out there, does something and Devonte Parker uh, signals back, um, you know, like acknowledges it. And, um, and I think, so I don't think that, I don't think that was going to be a slant. That might've been a, you know, that might've been something else. That might've been a, um, a fade or something like that. And I think Tua signaled that slant to him and uh, sure enough, touchdown. So um so I'd, I'd love to see the uh, the mic'd up on the rest of the game, especially those picks. I'd like to hear what he had to say about that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's odd because you look at that play. You know what? The screen gets in there too. <laughs> I really well, do. Only, but only because the, only because the, um, the, the other guys uh, brought uh, a corner blitz hmm. um, at the last second. And it's, it, it was not a corner blitz that you would have had any, any um, chance of, of reading before the play, you know, uh, when he had to make the signal to Devontae Parker. Uh, so they brought a corner blitz and, and because they brought the corner blitz, you're thinking, well, maybe, maybe that would have worked too. But at the same time, like, I think I looked at how the play progressed from the snap and everybody on that side, everybody's sort of reading what two is doing. And, and right away, he, he, I mean, he turned, he turned toward Devonte Parker immediately off the snap. I mean, he had the ball out. I, mean, I, I timed it and put it on Twitter. He had the ball out in zero point nine seconds. Like from the time, from the time the shotgun snap hit his fingertips, 
to the ball is actually flying off his hand toward Devonte Parker was 0.9 seconds. That's incredible. Um, you know, you don't even have time to get the laces, let alone, you know, you're basically blowing, throwing it blind. Um, and it's gotta be pure muscle memory and, and something that y'all practiced and, and people, I, I know people are like all over there bitching about like one foot of ball placement. Cause it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a little bit more toward Devante's back shoulder than his front shoulder. But I'm like, listen, ball in your hand and out of your hand in 0.9 seconds, you're throwing it. You, you don't even have time to get the laces, let alone, you know, time to, to track and target the receiver, you know, exactly. This is about muscle memory and, and what you practiced. And then especially knowing that this was audible, you know, on the fly, this was signaled between the two guys on the fly. Um, don't don't be and and he had a and he had a defensive end in his face and you know some people are pointing out that with the defensive end being where it was maybe that's why he had to he had to throw it the way he did either way quit bitching yeah <laughs> quit, quit bitching about it it was a touchdown it was audible it was perfect you know it was it, it was a game winner yeah yeah quit your quit your bitching about it that's what that's all i have to say about it yeah, like, like I like I went on on Twitter on Monday and I said because I got confronted right away with, with with two like hypotheticals, and I found them just you know lovely hypotheticals, which were essentially, all right, Tua wins out, he's the quarterback going forward. If he loses one game, he's out. So I asked them, <laughs> so 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 I asked right. these, these Twitter users, um, so you you mean to tell me that if he goes fifteen and six, he's here? But if he goes 14 and seven, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where we are now. Yeah. You know, something I, tells me if he does manage to pull off something that's historic. Okay. All right. And, and I, and I also love this one too. And, and this was from one of my favorite Twitter users lane when he was like, you know, don't get too excited. I'm like, so I'm not supposed to get excited about, you know, the dolphins doing something that's never been done before in the NFL. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, people, it's unlikely that the Dolphins win out because if they do win out, they'll do something that has never been done in the history of the sport. OK, almost 100 years of the sport. It's never been done. OK, pretty so crazy. pretty crazy, but right. it's 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 within reach. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it really it really is within reach. Yeah. So, yeah, you could get a little excited. Something tells me if he does manage to pull this off somebody will say okay now go and beat whoever what cincinnati or whoever they play yeah, in the first yeah. round <laughs> you know what i mean by the well, way it's always are... it's always it's always that way it's always one more hurdle right it's, yeah. it's one more hurdle and then when he wins bit, the super bowl it'll be bar. it'll be yeah. win back to back <laughs> well you know he's got to prove it he's got to prove it by getting there again yeah <laughs> and that's you know that's this, that's just the way it, it reminds me so much though of um of you know early in early in tom brady's career there were a lot of haters including a lot of dolphins fans yes um on oh, tom brady and and you know yeah i think i think most of us were. were we're all like oh no this is bullshit this is he's a system guy you know whatever um and and sure enough like in that second year i that second year that he was starting he, he was kind of I mean, they didn't make the playoffs um, or I don't, I don't believe they made the playoffs in that second year. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it just, it wasn't the offensive play. It wasn't that great. He, he did. Okay. It wasn't that great. And, and so we're all like, you know, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's a fraud. Like they got there because 
because of other things and and yeah and then, and then the next year like we're still saying that and like you, you get to the super bowl again and then again and then you know, <laughs> um and, and it's like uh it's very it, it was very similar and and the one of the reasons that i keep comparing him to brady um is because um you know i do a lot of stuff with uh tracking passes and the air yards and you know um and and the speed of the passes and stuff like that and and so i know the distances that these guys are throwing like it, it everybody's obsessed with like how far beyond the line of scrimmage but that that doesn't really tell you how far he actually threw it um the the player because you can throw a five yard pass but if it's like opposite hash of the sideline that's a, that's a that's a pretty big distance um so anyway, like uh, I'm, I'm tracking all this stuff and and always with Brady because he loves to work the middle of the field so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just like 60 foot pass after 60 foot pass after 60 foot pass after 60 foot pass over and over and over and over again. And um, and and I'm like looking at and, and NFL throws, you know, NFL distance is more like 75 to 90. Right. And um, and that's like the the sort of the median, the um, the meat of of the NFL distance for throwing. And um, and Brady is just, you know, 60 yards or not 60 yards, 60 feet, 60 feet, 60 feet, you know, just over and over again. And Tua has kind of a little bit of that profile, too. And I think uh, Drew Brees did as well. And, um, and so, you know, you, this is, this is just what you're seeing from him. Um, and you're going to keep seeing doubt until probably until he wins, he goes to the Super Bowl. I mean, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl and they, um, there, there were still, you know, yeah, he, he was, was still, yeah, he was being carried by the Legion being carried by the defense beat. of the run game. Yeah. Yeah. And then Russell Wilson became elite and his next step is Kenton. <laughs> yeah. And they stopped, they stopped, they stopped questioning him and uh and you know it it's like it's slow to happen until it's until it's very sudden and then the questions drop off so yeah and you know you never really know until you actually sit down and actually watch these games over and over again but i remember at one point uh and i said this also on twitter you know be careful who you compare you know people to because i remember at mid-season a lot of people were were trying to use cooper cup as an unfavorable comparison to what jalen waddle was (laughs) <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> yeah that's not working out too good anymore as Cooper yeah, he's, is, is headed he's gonna to have 150 well. catches and 2,000 yards <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like uh yeah Cooper Cup is like really 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 good and if Jalen Waddle is that then we hit you know we hit bingo okay so my uh my fantasy team uh Q Aaron um uh thanks you <laughs> yeah uh not my fantasy team I'm I'm the Buffalo Bills I have Cooper Cup so y'all losers yeah, consider yeah. me Marv Levy. I've been to four Super Bowls in my money league and one zero. <sighs> and this Marv. year I had the one seed in the bye and one and done. Yeah. And not one and done, you know, by a heartbreaker. No, one and done as in I got I got my ass kicked all over the field on Sunday and none of my guys were any good. It, my my playoff game this weekend was close until Cooper uh, Cooper Cup just blew up in the game and and then i was like okay yeah i'm good yeah i'm drafting him next year period <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna i don't know how I, how I got him like pretty low like you know why you think people learn by now yeah but they don't they, they never do they, they never yeah. do in my league i believe he went in the third round which is mm. insanity if you think about it for yeah. a guy who's gonna have like 140 catches and 2,000 yards okay yeah. 
He's on pace to blow away Calvin Johnson's record. Okay. And be the first 2000 yard receiver in the history of the sport. That's uh that's pretty good. Okay. And he could do it in 16 games, by the way, because his 16 game projection is like 1976. So, you know, we're talking about 20 something yards to get to 2000 in 16 games. So yeah, Cooper cup. Good. So stop comparing him to Jalen Waddle because it's it's a compliment when you meant it to be, you know, <laughs> an insult. <laughs> All right, back to the Saints. This is a big one. Uh, I don't know what you make of that team. Their office looks like shit. <laughs> okay. That was yeah, fabulous. It, it's, fabulous it's really player hard to respect the <laughs> Of course, of course. Alvin Kamara is fabulous. What a player, you know. What a player. Okay. Uh is he number one on your list? Because I, I know I ask this question every single year. You could add one player to the Dolphins, not oh. a quarterback. Can't be at the quarterback for free, any position, anywhere. Is any it Alvin Kamara? Because I, I believe last year we all, most of us were on board with Alvin Kamara as that guy. Mm-hmm. Remember, can't be a quarterback. You can't say, "Oh, hand me Aaron Rodgers right now." No, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Um, okay. It's not Alvin Kamara. It is probably. It is probably a tackle and, you know, hmm. no mouse Garrett or TJ Watt, huh? I mean, to, to really change the fortunes of what the Miami dolphins are doing, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we had, if we had, here's what we need on the offense. We need better pass protection. We know that. Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't just need better pass protection uh, and, and specifically at the tackle spots. Cause it's, it's still, it's still rough. Um, what we need in addition to just better pass protection is a big acquisition that makes us because it's it's about changing conditioning as much as it is about um about just actually holding holding up better against the rush like we need everybody to have more confidence in the passing protection including Tua including some of the players that play with them and including the coaches like everybody has to have confidence in the pass protection in order to really see the dividends um off of better pass protection yeah. and and so so we need like if we just made a huge acquisition like you know the way Rashawn Slater is playing or and and him being a young guy or something like that that would make that would be a very big deal for this offense in the, in the way that they would be able to change. They would probably be um, compelled to change how they play, and it would uh, it would pay dividends. I think I think that would that's the most that we could get. Yeah, one thing I will say is is this, um, you know, as far as Slater, you never really know, you know, where these guys are going to come from. You remember Christian Darasaw, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You understand he's one of the best tackles in football already. <laughs> he's a rookie. And yeah. nobody ever talks about him because I guess he's in Minnesota and they're not they're not on prime time too much. But we really essentially just passed on a bunch of like difference makers <laughs> this past year on the offensive line. But I guess you can't complain when you did get Phillips and Holland, right? Right. Well, I mean, if we had if we had gotten Tristan Wirfs, I mean, God, you know, that's that's that would have been phenomenal. But um but you know, like think of think of the guys that are having like a a guy that a guy that we haven't really respected that much, like Charles Leno. Like look what he's doing in Washington right now. Yeah, like, he's he's doing all right. Um, he's doing a a, a pretty pretty decent job, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, maybe not the best, but I mean, Andrew Thomas has turned it around. Um, <laughs> who would, we all knew Elkton Jenkins was a good player coming out. Right. But a good left tackle. <laughs> like, wasn't he supposed to be a center or a guard you know um and and so like yeah there's there's just yeah we're coming across it we're coming across some some pretty good guys and you know everybody's saying oh miami needs to get one of these guys off free agency but it's hard it's hard to get one of these guys off free agency they don't they don't make don't it make it yeah yeah they don't make it you're, you're gonna go after you're gonna go all in on Toronto armstead right okay great well, let's, let's go all in on Teron Armstead, uh, hoping that he does actually make it out of New Orleans and they don't find a way to get him. Well, the dude has played in um, seven games this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we better have a pretty good backup plan. Yeah, and, and you <laughs> never he, know. And you never know. He's over works. thirty. He's thirty-one years old next year. He's not getting healthier. Yeah, you never know where you're going to land with one of these guys because everybody's like, oh, you know, we got to we got to start replacing. And, and Simon, I think, fell victim to this because he was like, yeah, we got to start thinking about a, a DBP's replacement or at the very least a guy that we can rely on other than DBP. And if we do get 12 games from DBP, Devontae Parker, then I guess that's a bonus. Right. And I tend to agree with that. And he said, you know, DJ Shark. And I was and I was thinking to myself, I love DJ Shark, but he's missed 21 games in four years. When, if you compare it to to Devontae Parker, he had missed thirteen and six until this this season, right? So, guys get injured in this league. This is not a sport made made for the human body. Okay, it's as simple as that. So, if you find the durable guy, the guy that you know, the Iron Man, that's an anomaly, and it's probably luck. Um, You know, when you get down to it, it's probably just dumb luck. So yeah. what would you say, like, if we, if we had to get like a tackle, if we could just like import a tackle, would it like one guy, would it be Tyron Smith? Oh, absolutely. But he's also an injured mess. Uh, his elbow, yeah. Yeah. you know, every single year he misses a game due to that elbow. And yeah. There's something wrong with that elbow. That's probably not going to be right with him for I mean, the rest of the He didn't play much career. last year. He didn't play much last year and he's missed a couple this year. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't know what's out there. Uh, I would trade for one. I'll tell you that right now. Like, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy about, you know, just, you know, doing what the Rams did and just going Yahoo and sending first-round picks everywhere. But sometimes a, a first-round pick is worth a player that you know is going to be here for a long, long time. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there's a left tackle somewhere that is absolutely disgruntled. Larry Tunsil. And then you What about, just, what, what, well, okay, but what about right tackle? Hmm. Well, Ryan Ramchick, uh, speaking of which, uh, injury report came out. Ryan Ramchick and Teron Armstead, they were out against the Bucks. They've both uh-huh. been upgraded to questionable for Monday uh-huh. night. So they could both return. Uh, Ryan Ramchick, uh, a first-round pick? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But maybe he shakes loose. Like that's something I'd be. Well, he's not. He's on. not. They just. They just got him on a new contract. They did. Uh, oh, they extended yeah. him. Yeah. I you want to you want to hear something funny? Yeah, you know who his backup is, right? It's Jordan Mills. <laughs> is it really? Yes. <laughs> so if Ryan Ramchick cannot go on Monday, we get to see Jordan Mills. Remember him? Boy, that would be that would be a boon because he played yeah. against the Bucks and didn't play terribly. Okay, but you know, he will. You know, 
that offense was just not very good against the Bucks, but you know, the Bucks offense was even worse. It is and- possible, by the way, that Ryan Ramchick, you know, I mean, they they were in a bind, a cap bind, the um the Saints were before they signed that Ryan Ramchick deal. Uh they, you know, he had a large number because it was the um it was the whatchamacallit, the fifth year um option. Mm-hmm uh number so they had to get him so they signed him to a five-year 96 million dollar deal right but in the first year the base salary is only like 1.4 million next year the base salary jumps up to 10 and a half million and he has an 8.7 million dollar roster bonus oh so it is possible that 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 deal was signed with the intention of you know hey we just want you to have all this guaranteed money in the contract, not necessarily too much of a signing bonus. I mean, they did give him a $19 million signing bonus. So, um, but uh, you know, it could be, it's like, okay, a year from now though, we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to get rid of you because we can't afford to pay you another $20 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or $19 million. So it's it's possible it is de- it is definitely possible that they, he could be dangled and i think he would be a perfect fit here yeah absolutely uh absolutely uh the saints getting back to them defensively like you know they're helter skelter and and everybody's like oh my god look what they did to, to tom brady we're, we're we're fucking doomed on monday relax right. they do this to tom brady every single time they play him the, the score of the last two times that they played him in Tampa is 46 to three. Okay. That's, that's the total combined score. All right. In fact, no 47 to three is the total combined score of the last two times I played him in Tampa. Oddly enough, when they played him in the playoffs in New Orleans, Drew Brees threw three back breaking interceptions. And that was the difference in the game. I, I recall that. Yeah. Okay. So for whatever reason, the saints own the bucks. And if the bucks, and if the if and if Drew Brees is not throwing three interceptions, then the Bucks are likely losing to the Saints. So, well, here are the quarterbacks that they have, you know, they've they've dusted this year with um with good defensive performance. They they really did in Aaron Rodgers in the first game of the year, right? Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, that was pitiful. Um, Mac Jones, they dusted. He only scored. They only New England only scored thirteen. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, they hmm. scored 10. Um, they only scored 10. Uh, well, uh, do we count the Jets? I mean, <laughs> um, you know, obviously Tom Brady. And then, uh, and then, like I said, the, the Jets, I don't, I don't even know who was playing in that game. It was Zach Wilson. But And they got I, killed I, by, by the Eagles, but Hurts was bad. Zach Wilson. Everybody Her- kills them. Hurts was bad in that game or mediocre, you oh, should was say, I should say. Well, I mean, the Eagles scored 40, though. Yeah, um, because they ran for three hundred yards on them. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I'm just wondering. It's like, so if if they do beat the crap out of Tua, is is that actually a compliment? Because <laughs> he's in he's in company with uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, <laughs> whereas whereas a bunch of the other quarterbacks that they faced uh, did all right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I remember the last time we were supposed to crap our pants over a defense was Carolina when they were coming in. Remember? Yeah. Dolphins scored 33 on them. So yeah, that's true. And Tua was fine, was just fine. Mm-hmm. 
although he was noticeably hurried in, in that game. Like, like you could tell he was like, okay, these guys are getting like really, really close over and over and over again. Well, and, yeah. and this this is where we get in the matchup too, because you know you got David on Yamada in the middle going against either Rob Hunt or um, or Austin Jackson, and then I mean Marcus Davenport, I and mean, he's this defense is full of players that I loved. Absolutely, <laughs> you know Marcus Davenport's a guy that I loved so much coming out. He's playing phenomenal. He's going to be play, fa- facing Liam Eikenberg over and over again. Not looking forward to that at all. Um, and then on the other side, you got Cameron, uh, what's his name? Um, Cameron Jordan, uh, Hall Cameron of Famer. Jordan, Cameron, he just, Cameron Jordan, Hall of Famer just, going up against Jesse yeah, Davis. He just got his 100th sack. Hopefully he yeah. doesn't get another 100 in this game, you know, but, but he got to 100. He's facing Jesse Davis though, Al. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he could be at 200 by Tuesday. Yeah, he could be at 200 by Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that's where the money, that's where the money is going to be. And the dolphins have to know that, right. Mm. They have to know. So, and, and this is, this is where, where I, I think what happened with Duke Johnson in this last game is so goddamn interesting because um, you know, the saints can't, had it, some of the some of the teams have headed into the the Dolphins with game plans that are like you know they we don't expect they can run it and we don't care if they run it right mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think the Patriots were like that in the first game and uh, and some other teams and it's just like I don't think the Saints can go in there with complete disrespect for the running game especially since they you know gave up at various times this year, they've had trouble with it. And, and the dolphins just hit on something with Duke Johnson. And it's like, I think the dolphins, they hit on something with Duke Johnson, just in time, just Mm -hmm. in time uh, for this game. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but um, I'm actually pretty, you know, pretty sanguine about this game because of that, because of what they, um, what the dolphins were able to find with Duke Johnson and also the run blocking in that unit. So um, it could make could make a huge difference. By the way, I'll give you a stat from that game on 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 Sunday. Duke Johnson broke eight tackles. Yeah, Miles Gaskin had broken eighteen all season. <laughs> Does surprised. that tell you everything I'm, you need to know? I'm or surprised no? that I'm surprised that number was even that high. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I did I did this on the only fin, fins, and I I know that I get a lot of shit for for hating on miles Ga- or gaskin all the time but um you know i kept putting up video after video on the only fans of the all 22 the um you know the back view or the uh, the end zone view and uh and it's just like over and over. listen when you're when you're scheming up your uh your run game or your run plays the idea is usually you're getting a, a hat on a hat um with the blockers against the front seven uh, and there's usually one unblocked man and the running backs got to make that guy, that last unblocked man miss. Like that's, that's the deal. I mean, that's the numbers game. Uh, you know, the, the reason that the wildcat is, is what it is, is, is because, or, or when a QB can run it is because it changes that numbers game. And now you, now you don't necessarily have an unblocked man on defense. Um, but, uh, but normally normal running game, you have one unblocked man running backs got to take care of that guy. Miles Gaskin almost never does that almost never, you know, and, and usually he's like a magnet for that one man. Like he will just run right into him, but <laughs> yes. not in the way that Tua Tunga Vailoa ran into 
<laughs> ran into that um, um, that player. Uh, what was it? What was the player's name again? Michael um, Carter. Michael, he has the same Michael name as the running yeah, back. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird. But um, yeah, not not the way that Tua Tagovailoa ran into Michael Michael Carter, where he lowered the boom and then got an extra bunch of yards. Like Miles Gaskin runs into the unblocked man and just like goes down. <laughs> and, and and that's or he runs into his own lineman's ass or mm. or he um or you know or just i mean he, he's never he's never maximizing what's out there he never almost never and then one and then like one out of ten times or something like that or maybe one out of five if you're lucky like he does something and it's a good play and and, and then simon gives me a bunch of shit <laughs> Yeah, and the, and look the the way the way running the football is taught in almost every single level, okay, is that especially when it's a called play, okay, and you're not running the daylight. When it's a called play, you're always taught you press, and what I mean press is is that you're getting right to where the hole is, mm. right at the last second of your you know where you're going to make a decision either you're going to go one way or the other, right? And you're always taught you press and you go with it, or you bounce outside or you get the cutback. Usually nine times out of 10, the cutback is never there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause per, guys pursue way too well in the NFL. So the pursuit, you know, the, the cutback lane is usually filled. Okay. Unless, you know, a guy just screws up and gets himself caught in the wash. And then the cutback lane is there with miles Gaskin. He's not able to make a decision that might be even wrong and then still have it work out. Right. Duke Johnson on Sunday probably should have stuck with the play. And then would bounce it outside and still get six, seven yards. Mm. Gaskin does that. He loses three. <laughs> well, he kept just over and over again on every one of his runs. I mean, the unblocked man, the guy you can't, you couldn't account for in the blocking scheme, he'd make that guy miss. Mm-hmm. He, he made a miss over and over again. He broke through the tackle and, and got an extra five or six yards or, uh, you know, he just, or made a miss completely. And then he would make a couple of other guys miss too. Um, you know, it, it was, he was doing it over and over again. And the consistency was what really, really got me. So if, if, if he can turn in another performance like that against the new Orleans saints, and I know it's a big if, but if he can do that, then it really does change the complexion of what this game otherwise could have been because you have, you know, a good secondary, you have Malcolm J- and Jenkins everywhere. And, um, and, you know, Mike Gesicki is going to have a time with him. And, uh, and then you got on the outside, you got Marshawn Lattimore is probably going to try and lock down Devonte Parker and Chauncey Gardner Johnson against Jalen Waddle. And that's going to be know, fun to watch. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then the, those upfront boys, those, those guys up front, um, you know, facing up against our, weaker <laughs> offensive line uh especially on the tackle positions with marcus davenport and um and cameron jordan against liam eichenberg and uh jesse davis i mean that this this was not going to match up well in my opinion um defensively uh, their defense against our offense but we had a literal you know game changer or equation changer happen in this last game with duke johnson and if that continues then we do have an interesting we do have an interesting thing going yeah as far as this game and i guess we'll get into it right here to close out this first half of the show 
I think it's as simple as, man, stay within yourself. Don't turn it over. Let the defense do their work. Because yeah. I do have a great deal of confidence on our defense going up against Taysom Hill. And I don't care that Alvin Kamara is there. You know, we have the athletes to stay with Kamara, especially with their running game. So, you know, and well, as long as ha- we don't blow a, as long as we don't blow a run fit toward the beginning of the game and he goes off on a 75 yard touchdown run, yeah, exactly, which, which seems to like happen to us, you know, mm-hmm. like happen to the defense. And the, doesn't it seem to you like at the beginning of these games, like the defense screws something up and then they get a big play and then they, and then they sort of lock it down. Like, um, yep. it seems like, it seems like that's the pattern. So if they get through that beginning of the, of the game, without you know somehow Taysom Hill goes on a like a 70 yard run or something like that or or uh or Alvin Kamara does does that then then I think they'll be in pretty good shape yeah but, although if, if our defense were like a stock uh our past defense would be kind of channeling for most of the season and our run defense is has gone parabolic Chris yeah yeah that's fair it was um, in the 20s and now it, it's threatening for number one overall in the nfl (laughs) okay all they gotta do is just stay stay on this course and they'll get there here's here's a list of the quarterbacks i want to i want to give you two lists Um, the the quarterbacks we've beaten and the quarterbacks we've lost to Mm -hmm. the dolphins have beaten mac jones Terod taylor joe flacco zach wilson mike glennon cam newton and lamar jackson Mm -hmm. they've lost to Derek carr josh allen twice carson wentz tom brady Trevor Lawrence and Matt Ryan. Which group do you think Taysom Hill belongs to? Oh, he be- he belongs to that uh that that uh that former group, right? Yes, I mean, of this course. Is, this is this is another you know Mac Jones, Terod Taylor, jo- Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike Glennon, Cam Newton. I mean, Lamar Jackson is the one guy that you know we did things to, and he's a good player. Um, but he ruined like, his career. I- Chris. But we may have ruined his career. I don't know. <laughs> we'll do you see. know? Uh, do you know that they are two? You understand? Look, I'm going to give you two sets of numbers. Coming into the Dolphin game, they were number one in the league in rushing. They were the number two offense in the NFL. Since that game, they've gone two and five, and they're 27th in rushing and 26th in the NFL on defense. <laughs> Jesus. We did that. <laughs> we ruined him. <laughs> the, poor, the poor guy, the poor bastard. How and and it ain't, and, and hey, it's two and five. And look at those two wins, how they how came. Can they be, how can they be two and five, though? There's only been like, uh, what, how many how many games have there been? There's there's only been like five games or five weeks since then. Uh, they're two so, and five since week, that, that week. Uh, I'll get, I'll pull it up right here. It must be two and three. It must be two and three. There's no way. Uh, I saw the stat on on TV. Let me see. Let me see how yeah. it came. How it it's came two out. and three. They they won the they won the Bears and Browns games. They lost to Steelers, Browns, and and Packers. Okay, so yeah, so it's two and three. Yeah, two and three. All right, and their beat... offense has had a hell of a hard time. Yes, until they... Huntley, until Tyler Huntley takes over against the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> and yeah, and looks awesome. And yes, looks phenomenal. Yeah, and their wins, like wow. Yeah, the wins have not been that good. Yeah. But seriously, would, like which, which group, like, remember how last year we were always talking about how like the, 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 the mobile guys gave mm-hmm. us trouble. They, the, the, those are the guys, those are the guys that were giving us trouble. The, the guys that kind of sit in the pocket, like we were, we were doing better against them. Well, this year, you know, we beat Terod Taylor. We beat Zach Wilson just now, you know, we beat Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. Um, 
you know, but we're getting diced up by Derek Carr, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and when Josh Allen, I, he's sort of an exception because he basically can do everything. But um, but yeah, it's it's kind of an opposite. It's kind of a weird opposite year. Shaping up. All right. So, is it as simple as that to to close this out? Is it a simple Taysom as Hill? That? Like Taysom Hill, not good enough. Yeah, just uh, um, you know, just sick our defense on it and tell the offense don't screw this up. Be wallpaper. Just go get points. If you kick a pile of field goals, that's good too. Yeah, um, I mean that that's got to be the plan, uh, and and it may it may it may in fact be that simple. It, it may, um, but I I think that also just the way the Dolphins are going to use and work off of the running game on offense that may be sort of the answer to what is otherwise looking like it looks like a very impressive, impressively staffed defense. Certainly. I mean, that mm-hmm. defense is, is full of players. Even, even a guy like Caden Ellis is a guy that, you know, I, I, I was obsessed with coming out of college um, and he ended up going the seventh round, but, but he's doing well. Um, you know, they're, they're full of good players, but I think the way the dolphins use that running game and the way they play off of it, might be the answer to that, and especially you look back at that Philadelphia game and what they did um, against the New Orleans Saints. And then on our side of the ball, I just have to believe that Taysom Hill can't get the job done against us, against our defense. I, I just have to believe that. And yeah, they're coming and off of they're coming off a big win, like mm-hmm. a real big win. That was that was emotional. They saved their that season. Was, they saved yeah. their season. And, and so this is this could be like hangover game. Yeah, before the game, they had the, the numbers. Had they lost to to the Bucks, they would have been like twelve percent to get into the playoffs. But had they won, there would have been like forty eight percent. So they saved their season. And, and Tua just had maybe his worst game of the year, and mm-hmm. he has he has sort of a tendency he has sort of a tendency to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think he can get he can get relaxed and then and then uh, put up a put up a stinker um but when he when it comes to a response a response performance i think he usually tends to come through i mean look at the way he responded after that pick six i mean the the, he did he did a good job they got the game winner um Mm -hmm. but yeah so i i I tend to think you got a lot of things in our favor i think that the way the dolphins are going to play that run game and off of it kind of works out for us I think Taysom Hill just doesn't do it against our defense. And I think that they're coming off of an emotional win, possibly hung over. And Tua himself is, is going to probably have a, one of, a, a decent game because he's, in a, he's responding to a, um, to a poor performance. Uh, and uh, he tends to do that. Yeah, I, th- I hope that they get into the, the, the film room with Tua and show him a couple of those plays against the Jets were especially that one in early in the fourth quarter where Devontae Parker is telling him like snap the goddamn ball already yeah right <laughs> and throw me the ball they just screwed up they're leaving me one-on-one with this this guy out here if he gets his opportunities take them mm-hmm. take them to a Devontae Parker can get you wins down there okay just throw it out there he'll go get it for you okay so it's a possibility the Saints do not blitz, man. Like they they just don't. Like yeah. they're a team that that's actually 
completely opposed to to it really because they've had opportunities against certain quarterbacks. They just won't do it. They won't blitz. They just don't blitz. So the last question and then predictions and we're out of here. Uh, do you do you like Tua sped up or slowed down? Sped up, typically. Um, you know, in, in term, uh, are you talking about tempo? The, yeah, the tempo, how they're running the offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, typically. so you know, you you like you like it when he's get when he gets blitzed or. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's that's a little bit that's a little bit different. Um, oof, that's that's a that's a tough call, dude. I I like him when he's not blitzed. Mm-hmm. Better. I I think that he can be. I think that he can be challenged by the blitz at times. And, and, and particularly, I don't trust our offensive line or our protection schemes against blitzes. Mm-hmm. I think that they, if, if you keep coming at us with those blitzes and especially exotic blitzes over and over again, like eventually you're going to shake three or four plays are, are going to be like, oh, who was supposed to get that guy? You know, and like it, it's going to be, and it's going to be really bad. So I would rather, I would rather they not blitz and but the thing is like they have to know <laughs> you know they they have to know they have to know that Tua uh is a, a lot better when not blitzed than than when blitzed mm-hmm. so they might they might change who knows that'll be the yeah, yeah we have a few examples we have a few examples going either way this year where Tua's played well against a team that refuses to blitz and then against a team that just blitzes them incessantly uh, last year, Arizona, which is probably Tua's best game, they they blitzed them nonstop, true, and paid for it. Uh, this year, Carolina did not blitz because they relied on those two ends to get there, and Tua actually played pretty well. So yeah. we shall see. Uh, if they stay true to form, they will not blitz to try to get after them with that front four. All right, prediction time. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think we're in for a two to four performance by, by Tua. I'm not talking 300 yards. I'm probably talking 240, mm. but I am talking. Is that really high. a tour to force? <laughs> no, but a very high completion percentage. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's, two just, touchdowns? that's just very par for the course for him. That's not a tour de force. That's like, how does that's 22 like for 28 a... for 249 and two touchdown sounds. That sounds like his typical day. That sounds like his, that sounds very typical. <laughs> well, that's a 120 quarterback rating. Tour de so. force, tour de force is like, okay, we're throwing the ball 45 times. He completes like 30 of them and, um, and, and like 350 yards. Like that, that would be, and like three touchdowns. That's tour de force. Let, let's not, let's not, you know, people, people get really itchy about like, the, those of us that like to a tongue of Ilo, like putting the bar too low, you know, and, and sometimes they've got a point. Um, so yeah, 30 of 45 for 350 50 yards and three touchdowns. That's tour de force. That's like fucking arrived. Yes. <laughs> you know, although, that's it. but although what I described is a 120 quarterback rating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still not, you know, 22 of 28 for 249 yards and two touchdowns. People aren't going to get enough. People are going to be all about that. All right. And I'll give you a, a second part to the prediction. Uh, we have a Jason Sanders sighting. He hits a, a few field goals. And Duke Johnson does not get 100 yards. Really? No. Okay. But Lindsey does get 70. I'm going to bet that Duke Johnson gets over 100 all-purpose yards because we haven't even possible. scratched. 
we haven't even scratched the surface yet on where he's actually made a mark in the NFL for the most part, which is catching the football. And some people like have issues with him being pigeonholed as that, but, um, but the fact is he's good at it. I mean, he caught a screen and put 20 yards out there on it. Um, so I think all purpose yards for Duke Johnson going to be, well, going to be over a hundred yards, maybe even a good bit over a hundred yards. Um, and I do lean toward what you're predicting as far as two is, I, I don't think it's going to be a 30 out of 45 for 350 yard game for him. Um, Cause it just doesn't feel like that this is going to be the kind of game where they're going to ask him to do that. Um, specifically because the opportunity goes the other way um, mm. with the, with the run game. So, uh, but I do see Miami having a decent outing altogether. And, you know, we're talking like a, a 24 to 15 ball game, something like that. Um, I could, I could see that. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to say dolphins 23 and the saints. It's hard for me to give them two touchdowns. So I'll give him yeah. a touchdown and two field goals, 13. Let's call but it what 20, about 30, a special teams touchdown? Ugh. Let's just kick it through the end zone. Okay. Didn't we just have, we just had a major screw up on special teams. Maybe they're slipping. Maybe the special team, you know, be, <laughs> Let's hope be on the lookout. Be on the and lookout. Before, and before anybody says that I'm all, I'm all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Wait till you hear my prediction for the Titans game. <laughs> oh, God. You're gonna, yeah. You're not going to want to hear that one. All right. <sighs> Okay, AJ Brown's back for that one, by the way. I know, I know. All right, but we get to eight and seven. All right, all right. Second half of the show, and and you said what? Twenty four fifteen. You said twenty four fifteen. I'm going with an odd score. All right, perfect. Uh, I like your score better than I like mine because that means your score means we scored three touchdowns, and mine we scored two, and Jason Sanders kicked the power field goals. So defensive touchdown. Okay, uh, I'll take go. that too. So, all right. One of our second three half, touchdowns defensive. Second half of the show, we'll have Simon Clancy. All right, but first, these words. Sports betting season is in full force. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com. They have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS, that is 800-MY-BETUS, and you will receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code 5, that's the word 5, F-I-V-E. They also have re-up and referral bonuses as well. Follow my lead and open an account with BETUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS. And we're back. And... As promised, Simon Clancy is here. This show, as always, is brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN and get 20% off your entire order. Hello, Simon. Hello, Alfred. Okay. You know what I call you Alfred? Is your name actually Alfred? No, Alfredo. it's Alfredo. It's Alfredo. Yes. Is that a cute? Is that a. Is that a. Um, are you Cuban? Yeah, I'm Cuban, but. Uh, I have a very weird line- lineage. I'm mostly okay. like most of my ancestry is from Spain. Okay. Okay. And then um, our our introduction to to Cuba is uh, through piracy. Uh, we were a bunch of pirate pirates and criminals. It turns out. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, you, that's um, my ancestry. Have you ever been to Spain? 
No, I have not. My father's been many, many, many times, and he also yeah. lived there for many years. I have not been to Spain. Nice. Yeah, but I got. I am gonna go soon. I'm waiting for for this to die down a little bit more. This yeah. uh, this COVID thing to die down oh, a little man. bit more. Hopefully, this coming year I will take a trip to Spain. Yeah. No matter what, for my fiftieth, I will take a trip of of Europe for maybe Ooh. two three weeks. Good. Yeah. What's on the uh, What's on the um, itinerary for Europe? Well, obviously, I I I definitely go to to England, w- watch some football games, right? Okay. Then I got to do Spain, more into Madrid than Barcelona, you know. Yeah. Then I would drive Italy, and then probably finish somewhere in Eastern Europe. Maybe visit Germany or Croatia, something like okay. that. Nice. Something like that. Or Sounds start good. in Croatia and Germany and then work my way west. Okay. <laughs> something like cool. that for three weeks. Yeah, something like that is, is what I'm planning for my 50th. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We were speaking, me and um and Chris were, were were talking. I was I was I was I, I drew the analogy that that Chris was essentially two of last year versus the Broncos and the Raiders and that year Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in. Okay. And Chris Kaufman has his doubts that you can grow a beard like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can definitely you? could. Oh, you can? Of course I could if I wanted to. Okay. And during first lockdown, I had a, I looked like I looked like Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> no pictures? There probably is a picture somewhere. Probably upload it to the OnlyFans chat so that people could laugh. Um, yeah, I told them that that I can't do it because if, if I grew out a beard for whatever reason, the top of my head has color and my goatee has color. But if I grow out a beard, it's completely white and I look like Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, so, this wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick, but this was, um, you know, there's there's more hair on there than than normal, certainly. Yeah. Well, they've competed. Uh, you know, I, I, I could feel our listeners like, okay, get, get to it, get to it. Get We're kind of nervous now, about yeah. this game on Monday. <laughs> they've completed the gauntlet, uh, Simon, and what's in front of them is three decent opponents. Yep, this is where the season starts now. Yep, yep. That these are the games, right? Like these are the games, and they got two on the road. Uh, both, you know, not easy. Neither one's going to be easy. Okay, uh, my suspicion, and I told Chris about my suspicion is that maybe this 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 wild carpet ride probably ends in Tennessee as the Titans are going to have a healthier squad for that game and they're going to need that game so we're not going to sneak up on anybody i feel kind of good about this game your thoughts on on the saints overall cuz they're an odd team mm. they have a lot of talent uh like i told chris kaufman earlier it looks like they're going to get their tackles back. Teron Armstead and and Rhymecheck have been upgraded to questionable, so maybe they're back for this game. What are your thoughts on that team overall? Because they're odd. They're either great or horrific. No in between. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I think they're well coached. Uh, I think they're well coached on both sides of the ball. I like Sean Payton. Always have done. I like Dennis Allen as a coordinator. I thought he was excellent the other night when he had to step up as essentially the sort of de facto head coach. Um, I think they're an interesting team. I think Miami's going to have 
you know, it's hands full. I think the defence is really coming around and there's some really good defensive players. You know, that, that, you just look at that defensive line. Cam Jordan, obviously, you know, top three nicest people I've ever met in terms of NFL players, uh, but also a hell of a player. You know, you throw in, you know, his hundredth sack. He got his hundredth sack yeah. against against the Bucks. Um, I mean, uh, Chris and I were speculating that maybe he gets his two hundredth sack by the third quarter against Jesse Davis. <laughs> so he's uh, he's a, probably a you know he's a hall of very good probably hall of fame player. Uh, he has. Not. There's a lot of gas in that tank. That's a hall of fame, yeah. I think. I, I tend to agree. And you, you know, you throw in Marcus Davenport and, and Granderson and David Onyemata on the defensive line. Demario Davis remains one of the most underrated players in the league, despite finally getting his due. And they're strong in the secondary as well with, you know, Lattimore and Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins and Gardner Johnson and Paulson Adebus had a nice season. And so, yeah, it's a good team. It's a good team. I mean, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, I kind of like that match up with their with their receivers. I, I don't think their receiving core is particularly is particularly strong, especially with the suspension of Deontay Harris and obviously Michael Thomas's ongoing injuries. We'll probably see some Kenny Stills, but you know, you kind of feel like probably Trey Tra- Smith and Marquise Callaway are the are the two guys. Obviously, Alvin Kamara makes everything tick, but it's really on the shoulders of Taysom Hill. You know, how can we cover Alvin Kamara at the backfield? And what will Taysom Hill do? And Taysom Hill is one of those players that unfortunately, historically, has given Miami a very tough time. Whether you go back and look at Tyrell Taylor, obviously Josh Allen now currently, it's those players who can make plays with their legs and kill you on third down. They're the players that the Dolphins historically have had real problems with. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Although Chris Kaufman kind of pointed out it's it's worked the, the other way this year, right? <laughs> like they've had success against those guys and those and the pocket passers are the ones that have had the numbers against the Dolphins. Um, well, I, I suppose, I mean, we still got spanked twice by Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, are we still categorizing Cameron Newton as a, <laughs> as a mobile threat? I mean, I don't know. It's um, yeah. It's mostly Lamar and Tyrod Taylor who they who yeah they maybe. Eviscerated. I mean that's the, that's the interesting with 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 Taysom Hill. You wonder whether or not they'll they'll pull the sort of the sort of defensive performance that they did against the Ravens because he's not a particularly decisive decision maker. Um, Hill. The issue for Taysom Hill is that that's different to to Lamar Jackson is that Taysom Hill is a, you know a solid two hundred and twenty five pounds and he brings every single pound of it when he runs the ball, you know, this is not an easy guy to bring down. Um, you know, you want to see Javon Holland back in the lineup. And I'm slightly concerned about the fact that it's already what Wednesday and we've not heard anything. Uh, I know we get the extra day, but with Waddle and Philip Lindsay coming off the COVID list, it's clear that, that, that Holland is, is finding things more difficult uh, post COVID. Um, he's, he's a very active Instagrammer. Uh, he's not been on Instagram for the last few days at all. Um, and, you know, he really makes that secondary tick, which kind of underlined, you know, I thought Nick Needham played very well, played every single snap, given that he's never really played safety before. But, you know, Javon Holland, you know, you can line him up on an Alvin Kamara. You can, you know, he can play that centre fielder position. He can come up and he's going to need to come up, you know, to play Taysom Hill, but if he doesn't play, that's a that's a huge thing, and it also piles a lot of pressure onto those linebackers. You know, Jerome Baker and and 
Jerome Baker and Taysom Hill aren't separated by too many pounds. Do you know what I mean? In terms of weight. So mm. it's a big ask for, for you know, you look at a big game for a Landon Roberts, for example. You're going to need guys who are going to bring their lunch pail in this game. You know, there are no business decisions to be made in this game, Xavier no. Howard. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to bring your lunch money on Alvin Kamara and you're going to have to bring your lunch money on Taysom Hill. Um, and I know there's a narrative around Hill and, you know, passing and the Chris Sims thing and the accuracy thing. You know, and his accuracy and his ability as a drop back quarterback is spotty. But sometimes, you know, there were some throws he made against the Buccaneers that, you know, he dropped one right in the basket for Marquise Callaway down the field in the first quarter, which was a great throw. Um, you know, you've just got to get in and around him. You've got to get him tackled. You've got to frustrate him. You've got to blitz him. You've got to force him into quick decisions. You know, you, you cannot let him break contain. So the Dolphins are going to have to play very, very strict in terms of their, their rush, in terms of making sure that, you know, they don't rush past the quarterback. And by that, I mean, you know, you're, if he's taking a three-step drop, you're not rushing five yards and, and he's able to, to to move up into the gap that you've, you've created by rushing past the quarterback. So it's really important that the Dolphins play good, solid, sound, fundamental defensive football to try and make sure that, you know, look, we're not talking about Michael Vick here, but, you know, you're talking about somebody that's, that, that can make yarns with their feet, somebody that's tough, you know, somebody that's going to play four quarters, you know, he's not going to back down from any physical challenge. And, you know, the tight game is the guys that can just do something, you know, and I suspect it will be a tight game. It's the guys that can just do something a little bit different that might just get over the line. And, you know, so, so the Dolphins are going to have to, I think they're going to have to play him very similarly to how they played Lamar Jackson and just force him into mistakes because he, you know, he does throw picks, he does make mistakes, he does throw incompletions. So I think that's how the Dolphins will have to play it defensively. I would not expect them to sit off. They, they may sit off. You know, they may they may certainly, you know, send, if Holland plays, they may send early blitzes to see what happens as long as they can get him down and get him to the ground because if he breaks that contain, then there's big trouble. And speaking of the defense, uh, somebody posted a stat, and it's 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 incredible the turnaround that they've done, that they've had since week eight. Since week eight, they're in the top three of every single category in the NFL. Oddly enough, the, so are the Chiefs. <laughs> Both teams decided for whatever reason that come week eight, we were going to become a completely different team. And yeah, the Dolphins, you know, they're they're making that move again. Toward being toward the top of the of the league, uh, at least in in points, yards, especially run defense. Like run defense, they have a real opportunity to be one of the better run defenses in the NFL when all is said and done at the end of the year. Mm. So, yeah, they've they've greatly improved. I I wonder, I really do wonder, because if you watch some of those other games, or if you even just look up some of those other New Orleans Saint games, and I asked Chris Kaufman about this and. He wasn't so sure. And I guess I'll ask you, uh, Eagles, I thought was the most lopsided game that the Saints have played all season. They just, they, they were just beat up from the word go. At one point, the score was 40 to seven. And the way they accomplished that really was Jalen Hurts didn't play all that great. They had a really conservative style in that game, they just ran the ball up and down the field on the saints. And then they, they, they relied on a few turnovers and it just snowballed on them. Mm. Is it as simple as try to exploit the, the run, use the run game against them and just, just not have the offense step on, on the toes of, of our defense and let our defense operate 
and essentially just beat them by attrition in this game. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough ask to do when, you know, we, we're struggling in that area. You know, one Duke Johnson game does not change the fact that Miami can't run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you've got to stick to those fundamentals that the Dolphins are good at, the things that they, you know, we have succeeded with um, earlier this season. You know, does Duke Johnson, is he able to, to back up the Jets' performance, you know, against a 32nd ranked defense in the league, is he able to turn in another performance? If that's the case, then there may be, but this is not an easy team to run against. You know, these are fast linebackers with Quan Alexander and Demario Davis and Pete Werner, the, the rookie from, from Ohio State, all yeah. playing well. Um, you know, that defensive line is not an easy defensive line. And, you know, two is not going to get a lot of time to throw the ball because. Jordan's going to be coming and Tuttle's going to be coming and Onya Master's going to be coming and, and Davenport's going to be coming, you know, and they'll blitz Malcolm Jenkins. And, you know, so it's, um, you know, they've got to play, just like the defence, they've got to play solid, smart, mistake-free. You know, this has got to be one of Tua's best games, I think, to beat this defence, which is kind of on a high. Um, you know, they struggled. Um, you know, they've been up and down. You know, you, you go back to week one and they they thrashed the, the they thrashed the Packers thirty eight three. I mean, that was an absolute mulligan game. But this is a team that you know, this is a team that beat the Patriots by two touchdowns. You know, this is a team that has beat the Buccaneers twice. But then this is also a team that lost to the Falcons, got blown out by the Eagles. You know, this is a team that got blown out by the Bills, that that lost by ten to the Cowboys. Uh, so which which New Orleans Saints team is going to turn up? You know, this is a, a huge game for both teams, seven and seven, both of them, you know, and um, it's, it, it, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be loud, you know, it's a good stadium for Tua because obviously that's, um, you know, he knows that, he knows the Superdome from, from, uh, from yeah, he reminded, from yeah, yeah, he absolutely. reminded Christian Wilkins in, in his absolutely. press conference. <laughs> so, and that was interesting as well. They asked him about it because they said, you know, uh, the last time you were in a hostile environment and well, you know, they didn't want to, you know, completely take a dump on the, on the New York jets. So the, so the, I believe it was Joe Shad who asked and said, I understand that, you know, New York, it gets pretty loud, but the last time you were in a hostile environment in Buffalo, you had communications issues. Have, have you fixed those? And Tua said something very interesting. He's interesting. He said that they've, they went to school on that and they have something new for it and that they're prepared for it. And of course, things can always happen once again. It could always, they can always, you know, rear its ugly head, but that they understand their, their communication issues and they've fixed that since. I don't know what that means. Maybe they're going to go on a more silent counts and he's going to demand the ball for when it's going to be snapped since he's running the RPO. But what do you think that he means by that, that they've actually gone to school on it and they've doing something different? Because I don't understand what that means. No, I mean, I don't really have an answer. I, I, I'm with you. I don't really understand what that what that means either. I, I I genuinely am sort of slightly bemused by it. I don't really understand. Yeah, because you remember the Buffalo game. The Buffalo game was just, I don't think it was communication. I think it was incompetence. People didn't know where to line up. Mm. You know, it, it could it be that, that he's saying that these guys are not going to screw up like they did, did in Buffalo? Because I don't know. Uh, maybe that's what what he means, you know. Well, it's a pretty damning indictment of your own players, if that's the case, and your coaches. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he, uh, he's saying, nah, they're not gonna, you know. Uh, we've gone to school on that. We're gonna fix it because I remember that Buffalo game. That Buffalo game was just people not lining up correctly. 
Mike Gusecki telling Jalen Waddle, like, you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to be over there. And then and nobody really – it was a, it was like a – you know, it was a, really a fire drill game. every single every single play. A really weird game. Yeah, that was an odd game because Buffalo was begging us to beat them all game until they decided, okay, you, look, you had three and a half quarters. If you're not going to beat us, we're just going to go ahead and beat you here. Yeah. Okay, do you mind? <laughs> and, of course, we said, okay, go ahead. Go ahead and get and put the, the finishing touches on this. Yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah, uh, this game should be interesting. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, great player versus Jalen Waddle. My, uh, Marcus Lattimore versus Devontae Parker is a matchup as well. Yeah. So yeah, the, the matchups are up and down the field, but yeah, I think it's 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 all right there on our defense, and we cannot turn it over. Dolphins no. cannot turn it over. That's if the Dolphins have a turnover free game. And I know it's a lot to ask because, you know, it is the NFL and you are playing in a loud building. If they have a turnover-free game, I feel like the result is going to be favorable. I think the Dolphins will win because I think this this game is, is going to be an absolute rock fight. This is not going to be all too entertaining for the masses, I would not think, right? I know. I, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a decent, tough, close ball game. Mm-hmm. But I, I think New Orleans will I think New Orleans will win it. Really? So you I have New Orleans won. pulling this one out. 24-20, maybe. Oh, so you have some points on the board. I just can't bring myself to think that Taysom Hill is going to figure out a Brian Flores defense. I like mm-hmm. our quarterback matchup. I mean, I And I think, trust our defense in this game. I didn't, I didn't think Taysom Hill would figure out, a, you know, a Todd Bowles defense. But, you know, they completely shut down the the – the Buccaneers last week. Do you know what I mean? It just it just depends. It, they're, they're such an up and down team. Um, you know, can we shut down? It's Kamara and Hill that worry me the most, and and Hill just because of his legs, and his physicality, and Kamara because he's just so good. You know, we're going to need to, you know, bring the absolute A game for that. Yeah, uh, I think they'll have a plan. Uh, like I told uh, Chris, I got the we both picked the Dolphins to win this game mainly behind the strength of, of the defense. So you got New Orleans 24-20. That's interesting. We'll see. We'll see on Monday, okay? All right, that's yeah. it. There is no more. Have a happy happy holidays. Happy Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas and it won't be happy new year cuz next year next week we are going to do a a show to recap the Saints game, probably on Tuesday since they're playing on Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy the game. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.